Welcome back to Arts About. Show about art that's a work of art in itself. Swan, Sally. John. John. Arts About is brought to you by the generosity of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery. And you're here in the Bendigo Bank studio with us, cultural sounding board and artist in residence, John Baird, me, Sally Bailew, and Swanee on the Knobs. Yeah, what, what's, my, what's my little uh, sobriquet? Well, I think you need to invent one. All what right. would you like? I'll give it some thought. Give it some thought. Yes, yeah, that's it'll, have to, it'll have to have some alliteration in it. Of course, because you are a man of words. That's you know, head. these days I wake up in the morning and my brain says to me, well, artist in residence and cultural <laughs> sounding board, what have you got for us today? Every morning. Every morning, not just yeah. Wednesdays. And oh, I, Sundays, I mean. I have to tell myself what I have for myself today. Yeah, it's good to have your purpose defined. Of course it is. And that's your purpose now, John. Yes. Um, anybody had any news from Mark? No. No. Uh, still, oué la Française. Mm, yes. Uh, we've, we've had a couple of complaints. Oh, Is really? our show the only one that gets complaints? Uh, probably. Yeah. There was somebody I can't... Uh, Brendan just passed on a little bit of hand-scrawled paper. Yes. Somebody complaining about how we interrupt you during your stories, John. Oh. But you like that, don't you? I do. Yeah. I agree with it. <laughs> there you go. I yes. agree. So, so you out there who's complaining, and, uh, sorry, we're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. I take the uh, Buddhist approach to it, Swan. Yeah, we were talking about Buddhism off air. Yes, what's and, the Buddhist approach? Well, the Buddha's single statement to the world mm-hmm. is uh, failure to accept the status quo as the source of all unhappiness. And that means whatever situation you're in, don't crave it to be different. If you're in pain, don't cry, cr- crave to be not in pain because you're still going to be in pain, but then you're also going to be suffering about being in pain. You have yes. the added frustration. Yeah, so you just yes. accept whatever situation. Give in. And don't crave, if you're enjoying pleasure, don't crave more pleasure mm. because then you'll be dissatisfied with that level of pleasure that you were just about, that moment you were mm. about to enjoy. Essentially, it's what I hate about Buddhism. You know, oh. what I hate about Buddhists, they don't do anything for anyone else. They just give up themselves. Right. Okay. Well, I quite like the concept, to be yeah. honest. This one I looks completely unhappy about No, 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 no. You can, but I mean, the Buddha would say, what, whatever floats your boat, you yeah. know. Mm. If I care. Yeah. We, we're, we're really crossing over into Steve's kind of spooky show a bit there, aren't we? <laughs> we are a little With bit. all that mysticism. Oh, it's not really mysticism. What it's have you philosophy. got for us today, Sally? Well, first of all, I wanted to ask John what he was mm. going to be on I about wonder, today. Uh, a little later on, I will talk about um, the smile in painting, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very rare event. People don't smile in paintings. Yeah. And uh, as uh, Singer Sargent said, a portrait is little more than an image of something, someone, where it's wrong around the mouth. That was his attitude. Really? Yeah. You could never get the mouth right in a portrait. Really? No matter what you did. They kind of got it right in American Gothic, don't you reckon? Well, we, uh, don't, we don't know the actual people, so we couldn't perhaps compare them. Well, they them. look pretty dour. They look dour, but they may not yeah. well represent So the instead models. of a smile in painting, what we generally have is a smirk. There's lots of smirking, oh. which is like a smile without the teeth on display. Oh, so like oh. like your Mona Lisa? Is that a smirk? Yeah. That's a smirk, all right. Yeah. All right. I don't even think it's that. I reckon she sat on something. <laughs> it is, of course, as I like to say, the Paris Hilton of paintings. Right, Famous yes. for being famous. Yeah, that's right. No it substance. Oh. Yeah, but without... There's a bit of substance, surely. Surely it's contrast. Without the Mona Lisa, you'd have nothing to complain about. You've got to have, you've got to have a benchmark... A complaining famous benchmark. Famous painting to bitch about. 
Oh, yeah. Don't you? Well, okay, yeah. I'll accept that. Yeah. Okay. What else, Sally? Well, we haven't got anybody coming in today. So I thought, because of that, that we mm-hmm. should play an old interview that you did, Swanee, with Will. Mm. Uh, back in uh, a little while back, I I'm not wasn't, sure exactly. No, how just long Will did it. Will and oh, Steve. Oh, it's just Will and yeah, Steve. Yeah, Will gave. Um, oh, I thought. I thought. No, they they, they paid quite a lot of money for a crosslink via NASA. Oh, okay. Maybe you, uh, I've the, got it no. down as you. You must have produced it or something like that because I had yeah. nothing to do with it. Will, Will told me about it, but he and Steve actually made the phone call. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, with Commander uh, Gennady. Paul Podalka, who is oh. from the International Space Station. Not Potemkin. And, no, and apparently he's a fan of the show. So he is. I thought we should play that again because and I haven't he, heard in it. in the space from, station, not yeah. that far away. But no. as far away as Albury. Apparently so. Yeah, we worked that out. We looked it up. It's 400, Although, 408 kilometres above the Earth. It's only as far away mm. from you as Albury when they're directly overhead. When they're on Good the heavens. other side of the planet, it's you a lot further. You think about it, you know, when, when, anything that says has space in it, you think is a very, 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 very long way away, don't you? Well, it spacious. is. spacious. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you, if you tipped Albury up above your head, yeah. all those chips and fried foods would fall on your head, wouldn't well, they? Well, they would, yeah. Be yeah a, but that's a ridiculous thing to imagine. All right. Have we, got something, like Angus cattle? have we got something to set this up, Sally, we this space indeed, station? We have yes. Yes. Now, have you ever heard of Val Bennett? No. Well, he was a nineteen. Oh, he, from the nineteen forties through to the. I think. I think actually he was recording even up until the the nineties. He is from um, uh, the Jamaica. Yeah. He's a tenor saxophonist and a jazz and roots reggae musician. He was also in Prince Buster's band oh, and yes, the Upsetters, and he has done a version of uh, Dave Bruvbeck's, um Track called yeah. The Russians Are Coming. I, I did not know this, but um, Take Five is also called The Russians Are Coming. Did not know it. Let's no, have a listen and I? see what it's like. Yeah. I had to rush back to the mic then. I, I was, know. How good was that? Yeah, and John, I had to restrain him because he's an old skanker from way back. <laughs> exactly. He was easy skunking, Mon. If you'd seen us in the studios, listeners, we were having a really good groove to that particular track. It was good, wasn't it? It was syrupy and groovy. Mm-hmm. I've got one. You say, you say this chap, um, he was with Prince Buster and he's got these fabulous reggae chops and clearly he's a tenor saxophonist. Yes. And that track, which was Take Five. Yep. Was called The Russians Are Coming? Yes. Now, there's no lyrics in that song we just heard. Why in the hell is it called The Russians Are Coming? Well, I have absolutely no idea. That's nuts. Uh, that's something that we really need to look up. I, d- I don't know whether that was part of Dave Brubeck's composition, whether he called it that or whether it was used in some... Si- I-, I really don't know. Maybe you need to place it in history. You know, When was it written? Yeah, good point. Uh, well, it must have been in the 60s, so yes, perhaps that's right. Maybe it's got something to do with Cuba. Yeah, I reckon they've just said, what the hell, let's call it the Russians are coming and also it's hilarious when you think about it because if the Russians were coming at you at that pace it'd be fine it wouldn't be intimidating at all now the much vaunted yes interview with this Gennady chap yes comment uh, uh, what's he called commander Gennady Padalka yeah yeah um, well why don't we listen to it because uh, apparently he's a big fan of arts about and uh, well who think- isn't well, that's fine. Well, that one but, complainer. But, but who, yeah, well, there's a few complainers, Always actually, that. when you think All about right. it. Here okay. we go. Here we go. Hello, listeners to Arts About, and hello, Swanee. G'day, Will. Uh, that's a bit different to our last report, which we obtained, I think, by riding about 50 kilometres on the RPP tandem. Yes, it was very much a terrestrial yeah. report, that one. Well, this time we're actually in the Blue Scope 
studio for Arts About, and we're hoping today to create history for local radio because we're going to speak, we hope, directly with the International Space Station as it whizzes across the sky. A bit of an uplink. It is an uplink, and is we've had to justify it to Brendan. He wanted to know what it had to do with the arts, and we discovered to our delight that the crew of the ISS... Uh, have been able to stream parts of Arts About as they go across and they've been listening to us rattling on to about local arts for some time and apparently they do enjoy hearing us. I have heard this. Yeah, and they've sent a message thanking us for our show. But the commander of the ISS is a Russian and he's apparently a great fan of opera and he likes to paint when he's not out in space. Um, but because of the great speed of this thing, mm -hmm. uh, the ISS, we're only going to get a relatively short time to communicate. And what's and this chap's name? It's uh, Commander Colonel uh, Gennady Padalka. And he's a fan of the show. He is a fan of the show. He's and he's, he, he loves the arts himself. Mm. But because we've got to wait until we get reception, we're going to ramble on probably here for a bit while we're waiting for the first signals to come through so that we can communicate directly. Yeah, Brendan is aware these uplinks are not cheap, isn't he? <laughs> right. Believe me, he's aware. Um, look, he, he, I thought while we, we're waiting for the first mm -hmm. signals to come, yep. I could tell you, I saw a painting, a Tim Storrier painting, magnificent, called the Evening Comet Line recently. I was just riveted by it. Do you know that painting at all? I don't. Look, it's got a large comet flying across an early evening sky. There's lots of stars. There's uh, little specks of fire in the distance. It's a beautiful, beautiful painting. And I wondered um, how many artists have been inspired by skies, both day and night. You know, it's, it's uh, prompted me to think about how involved all of us humans get uh, with the sky. We... Well you, are you a sky man? I think every human being is a sky person. Yep, I think we are. We look at it constantly. We're looking at weather. We look for time. We're looking at direction. We're looking for something as simple as rain. You we know, look to the heavens and wonder what the hell went wrong. We do. And when things go right, we look up and say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, it is, though, the boundary of our world, as you can understand. It's a bit like... Um, the Truman Show, we're kind of held captive under this uh, beautiful blue Dome. bubble. Yeah, we're in a bubble. And we're actually anchored to the Earth itself by gravity, as everyone knows. Um, and when the sun is shining on us, it comes through our atmosphere. Uh, we really can't see out into space during the day. But at night, when there's no ambient light from the sun, we mm -hmm. can look out and see the stars twinkling. And the black of, of space we see out there is actually time itself and it's blacker than the blackest coal and it it's kind of almost blue black it's quite extraordinary because without light there is no color no that's right so there is just black um black is black i spoke to tim storia i met him a couple of times and i I was talking to him and he told me that his earliest memory, yes. one of his earliest yep. memories, was being taken outside at night by his father as a child to watch the Russian Sputnik, the first satellite ever, pass overhead. And I remember doing the same thing with my father. I was only about five years old, I think, yep. and uh, watching that tiny little pin light just going overhead. A truly amazing thing, and it put the fear of God into the Americans, didn't it? It, it got did. things going. It did. And, of course, then there's the comets, like Halley's Comet, that I've seen with my father in 1986. Uh, he saw it once before in 
1910 as well. I won't be able to see it again. And the Comet McNaught, 2007. Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing that in the western skies from down here on the peninsula? It was apparently pretty spectacular. It, I, I didn't see it. It was the most spectacular thing I think I've ever seen. It's got a great name, mm. McNaught. It's like an, anti, yeah. like an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. But look, I looking at all these wonderful things in the sky mm-hmm. and I know artists have been looking at them forever it prompted Vincent me Vincent van Gogh Starry of Night Starry yep. Night yep mm. go right ahead sorry to interrupt no please do um, as I say I keep looking at Steve in the control room because he will signal us when the first uh, signals come through I was going to say it's very fortunate that he does speak fluent Russian isn't it? it is indeed but look I started to think about me looking up and I thought what must it be like to look down on earth through the atmosphere from the sky so i'm thinking major tom floating in his tin can looking down through the haze and what do they see up there they see nothing but color brilliant color all the colors on earth they're watching it all the time yeah and of course um sputnik only lasted about a year. Did you know that Swanee had burnt up and came back in? I don't think it was up all that high. It wasn't. How big was it? It was about as big it was as a basketball. Tiny, yeah, it? medicine ball mm. or something like that. But of course, the International Space Station is a monster of a thing. It's bigger than a jumbo jet and heavier than a jumbo jet. That does surprise me. Yeah, it's been put together out of all these little bits and pieces and it's flying at uh, around 30,000 kilometres an hour. So that's. I'll just do the math. So that would be 96 minutes in orbit around the Earth. Yeah, that's correct. At about 8 kilometres a second. So, uh, And it's been doing that now for about 17 years. Anyway, it was recently when, of course, we heard that the crew of the ISS mm-hmm. uh, had been listening to Arts About. Yeah. They only get a few minutes, but they've enjoyed listening in. And um, the Russian cosmonaut uh, who commands this giant machine is Gennady Padalka. Yes. Um, and we're going through the Parkes Radio Telescope in New South Wales, and we hope to bring you an RPP first. I, I am keeping an eye on Steve for um, when he will signal us when we get our first. Yeah. And you say Gennady's a big arts fan. Well, apparently loves opera, and he does like to paint. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what we that's what we like on this show. Yeah. He he doesn't speak much English apparently, but um, no. well, but we've linked in the translator. We so have linked in. I've put it on uh, uh, Brendan's visa. Yeah, on yep. his visa. Perfect. Yep. Um, look, I think uh, hopefully this will hap- start to happen. Yep. I can see Steve gesturing wildly there. Well, I'm hoping we're going to get a, a connection within a few seconds. Yeah, the hands up. Yeah. Um, we'll just keep speaking until... Um, Stand, standing by. Good evening, Commander Padalka. C- can you hear us, Commander Padalka? Gennady Padalka, Commander of the International Space Station, welcome to Arts About, streaming to you from Australia. Hello, Australia, sorry. Welcome, sorry, to International Space Station. No, this is Will, not Sally. You've been uh, tuning in to our show for some months now, is that correct? Please, yes, it is show for art and Australian ladies. Well, it's uh, certainly about art. 
What kind of shows is this? Those also get them in the rap. But you have art, ladies, Sally and Sabra? Yes, we do. Uh, and uh, don't forget we have John and Cliff as well. Oh yes, old man. Very silly. And young man John is no too much. Sally is no just right. Sabra is no too. These ladies good arts. Right, uh, yes. Look, how long have you been on the International Space Station for Commander Padalka? More 800 days to space, me. Stream Marshall Ladies, Australia. Apparently you like opera and you also like to paint yourself. When do you find time for these interests? Please. Can speak Sally. Sally's not here today, uh, but I do just want to ask you some questions about the relationship between art and science. Is that okay? Do you do you understand? Not Sally. Why not Sally um today? Uh, Sally is in Turkey right now, but I'm looking after the show, and I do actually have some interesting questions for you. I want to ask you what it's like uh, to look at the sky from above. Turkey? When's Sally back on Archer, Australia? Uh, not for a few weeks, uh, Gennady. She's not here, please. She's very busy, and she's asked me to call you for the show, but because we heard that you are very interested in art, as well as being a trained aerospace engineer and commander of the International Space Station. Do you think this is unusual for a cosmonaut? They speak Sabutu. No, no, look, Sally and Sabra are not here. Uh, they're not here right now. It's just me, and we're running short on time. Our streaming window is going to close very soon. Um, what sort of things do you think about when you do have a quiet moment on the International Space Station? Do you think about food, for example, or swimming, or do you think about green grass? Eat Sally and Sabra is too. Australia ladies... I go Australia when my time is okay. Finished. Missy Higgins. Missy Higgins? <laughs> what? She sing My Heart on Fire, Australia Lady. Gennady. Gennady Padalka, can you still hear me? I think we're losing the window. I think we may have lost the window. Uh, Gennady, can you still receive us? This is Arts About through the Parks Radio Telescope. Can you hear us? I'm afraid we've, uh, I'm afraid we've lost our streaming connection. Yes, it would seem so. Uh, the International Space Station, of course, is, is going seriously fast and at about eight kilometres a second, and it's gone over the horizon. It's going and faster gone. than I can think, I can yeah. assure you. Uh, it's not really what I'd hope to get from the commander. Um, no, no, well, some aren't as passionate as the sky as you are, Will, it seems. Well, possibly not, but that's it nonetheless. And uh, I think that's been a very interesting exercise. And I think we might, on that note, go back to you in the studio. Well, that was very interesting. <laughs> I was, was there. I didn't, I'd forgotten that. Yes, because it was about a year and a half ago while I was, as yeah. uh, Will mentioned, I was in Turkey. Yeah, I'm yes. um, I have to commend you on your maths. Yeah, I'm very good You're at maths. You're very fast uh, they call at me calculating the, They that. call me the human abacus. Yes. But the, Who um, does? Yeah, everybody. Really? Uh, <laughs> everybody except <laughs> us, John. I, I, tell, um, I tell you what, I, yes. 
poor old Will, all he wanted to do is ex- extract a little bit of info, but there's Randy Russian just wanted to speak to Australian ladies. I know, and he was so uh, he was so lyrical about mm. you know paintings and space and colour beforehand. Well, I can be lyrical about um, some messages from the station, if you like. Oh, go on then. Yeah, I can pop the mood as easy as you can say Mount Borbor. This is Jackson Pollock, and if I was alive, I'd listen to Arts About and the Quiz. <laughs> he sounds sober for once, Jackson. He yeah, does, doesn't he? He was sniffing the turps a bit there, wasn't he? Yeah. Old Jackson. Yeah. He had it, a, I think it was a, there was a bit of a giveaway there with, if I was alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it is time for the quiz, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, I found this one. Yep. Uh, because I'm bringing a few complaints again. I'm sick of people complaining. This one's called... Art Movements and Painters. Mm-hmm. I'll just double-check that we're actually, yes. Okay, you ready? Yeah, we're ready. Hmm. I'll, I'll hit play again. Go on, then. Here we go. Which of these painters are often associated with this art movement? Pop art. Right. We like pop, don't we, John? Yep. Pop. Pop, pop art. Yes. Is it Grotz? Is it, Gro- is it Gail Grotz, Arp? Or Picabia? Is it Metzinger, La Mucusis, or Mucusis, or Lorenzen, Lorenzen? Is it uh, Burn Jones, F.G. Stevens, and M.S. Stillman? Or is it Jasper Johns, David Hockney, and somebody Siegel? Well, it would have to be the latter. Of yeah. course. And I mean, I don't know who any of the others were, but I... Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you knew uh, oh, Grotz. Grotz yeah. is brilliant. Yes. Do you know much about Grotz, John? Uh, yeah, well, ex- that, that's kind of expressionism, isn't it? A German expressionism. Yeah, but yeah. in between the wars, yeah. and he just did these brilliant, mad, mangled... nurses treating yeah. patients with hypodermic needles hanging yeah. out of their arms. Yeah. as a response to the horrors of mm. the First World War. And whores... Oh, I don't know his work. And, and, oh, his I'm definite recommendation. And, and, and whores and oh, the, the, the downside of Berlin life. Yeah. And there was one other... Contemporary of his, I can't remember. He used to walk about Berlin dressed as a cowboy. Oh, I don't Can you think of be. who that might be? Well, the name would I ring. I know plenty of people who walk around bell. Melbourne dressed as a cowboy. Yeah, some say George, some say Gail Grotz. G R O T Z. No, G R O S Z. Ah, yeah, and all the you know the the maimed soldiers. Yes, yeah. George. Gross. Yeah, there he is. German artist known for his caricatures. Yeah. Oh. All right. Now, oh, we've got to pick one and then it moves on, don't we? Yes. Dada. He was a prominent member of the Berlin Dada. Oh, mm, really? Mm, yeah. I reckon they make crap up. Do you? He probably was. Well, he probably was. Uh, uh, speaking of which. Yeah. Which of these painters are often associated with this art movement? Dada. Yeah. Okay. Now we've had a few, <laughs> few yeah. offline chats about this, haven't we? Yes. And we always have. A, when Mark's here, he's so argumentative. That chap can't get a word in. And it's quite peaceful when he's not here, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, he's somewhat of a dadaist himself, Mark. Is yeah. he now? All right. Now, who uh, who is associated with this art movement? Yes. Toby M. Toby. Never heard of him. Jay Brooks and F. Klein. 
Yell out if you've heard of any of these people. Well, Franz Klein I've heard of. Oh. Yes. Uh, o. Redon, M. Borgia, P. Sorcier, and Pierre Bonnard. Mm. Bonnard? Yeah. Or is it Metzinger, Macusis, and Lorenzen? How do you say that, John? Lorenzen. Lorenzen. Or... As you've just found out, is it Grotz, Arp, and Picabia? Well, it's obviously going to be the, la- the, the last, last one, one again. Yeah, yeah D. Mm. I think you need to say A, B, C, oh, and D. Really? And then we can go D. Okay. So, so Grotz and Picabia, and who was the other one? Uh, Arp. Arp. Jean yeah, well, Arp. Jean Arp and Picabia both. It would seem that Dadaists are generally kind of very well healed. You know, they could afford to make fun of art in their own way and uh, not, not suffer the consequences. Not have to make a living out of it, essentially. Oh, well, that's yes, that's always that's, handy. Yeah. That's why I do this radio show. I'm so rich. I say, when Brendan walks in with the little, the monthly check, I say, no. No. <laughs> Refuse. No necesito. Give it to a charity of your choice. That's it. Hmm. Take it home and buy yourself a loaf of bread. <laughs> All right, here's another art movement. Ooh, okay. And I think this is very enlightening for yes. our, our listeners at home, although my pronunciation's getting a bit rough. It's a bit ordinary. All right, this, I'm not going to do the whole question. Art Nouveau, are you ready? Yes. Is it Ekman, Scherer, or Le, 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 Toulouse-Lautrec? Is it Cross, Delaunay? Delaunay, how do you say that, John? And Metzinger? Is it Ongrand... Van Riesenberg and Lemon, or is it Mac, Mark, Chagall and Kandinsky? The, what was the, the movement? The first one was with Lautrec, Art Nouveau. Well, it, Lautrec would be included yeah. in yeah, Art Nouveau. Yeah, it's got to be the first one, yeah. A. Yeah. What do you know about Toulouse-Lautrec, John? He's very short. Uh, and interestingly, I watched a, um, uh, just recently with Will an mm. incredible documentary about um, the... Uh, Oh, I'm having one of those horrible seniors moments. Yeah, Russell, yeah. John Russell, yeah. John Peter Russell, who was an Australian who went and lived in Paris and, mm. and painted over there. In fact, he ended up living in France for most of his life. On yeah. an island. On an, an uh, island. Another well, that's right. Another wealthy fellow. And he was a member of the art of an art school in mm. in. Uh, the north of Paris somewhere or another that Toulouse-Lautrec and Vincent van Gogh were also at and they they were friends well he became particularly good friends with Vincent van Gogh mm. um, but Toulouse-Lautrec was there as well they did, were buddies did they make him walk around with a tray on his head with hors d'oeuvres Toulouse no don't know they didn't mention mm. it in the documentary because somebody told us about that last week didn't they or did I ever hear that anecdote about the debauch parties of the 80s in Hollywood where they would get midgets with plates on their heads? No, oh, no, no. With bald cocaine. midget with cocaine, lines oh, of cocaine on their where, heads. Where did that, was that Elton John, wasn't I, it? Will was one, at one of those parties. Good Lord. I think it might have been him. He doesn't need a dwarf in order to do that, does he? No. No, but the others Tall did. fellow. <laughs> yeah. I could put a little bit of speed on my solar cell up top. Do you think that would help anybody's one? No. No. All right. Well, well here, this I've is. I've gone the, off. <clears throat> oh, it's just my mind. You're back in, are you, yep. love? <clears throat> Pardon me. This is the last question. Oh, okay. All right. Which of the painters are often associated with this art movement? It's Baroque. Baroque, okay. Yeah. Or Baroque, if you prefer. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm a little. Anyway. Is it Baroquean? So, is it Van Dyck and Loran? Is it Giorgione, Bellini, Del Sarto, and Titian? 
I don't think so. Is it Mac, Mark, Chagall and Kandinsky, that mob? Or is it de Kooning, Motherwell and, or Frankenthaler? Well, it's got to be the fir- first, no, isn't it? from your I would have said derisive C. attitude. Oh, you would have said Bellini. Titian yeah. and Bellini. Oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah, so... Shows, you, oh, Titian was a, it was in, in the Baroque period, was he? You know, my favourite quote about Titian is, surely oh, you know yeah. that one. I think you've told me, but I can't remember it. It's a Robert Hughes remark where he said, Titian painted such beautiful skies, such mind-blowingly beautiful clouds and skies. And no one ever noticed a guy banging the goat in the foreground. <laughs> <laughs> mis, mis, misdirection. John, I've got to tell you one thing. You're What's wrong. That? What's that? I was right and you two are wrong. Oh. About what? About what the movement was. Oh, yeah, you were. Okay. It's true. Okay, fair enough. Which one? It's, it was, oh, it's gone to the next thing, but I was right. It was right. A, the first <clears throat> It was the one. first With lot. Titian in it. No, no, t- not Titian. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, I've never been. It was been, Van Eyck. I've never Van been very Eich. clear on the Baroque. Well, they, they were big on symbolism, as transpires they all were, but they were big on the skull and the orb. Oh, oh. okay. You know, the reminder yeah, of yeah. Uh, your mortality. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's the quiz for now. I think of furniture with all those curls and sort of idiocy, sort of guilt and lots and lots of pastiches of Big ladies. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Big ladies. With fluffy, lacy things. Yeah, yes, but big. Now, Sally, before we uh, go to John, did you want to say anything about this fabulous song you've lined up? Something Wicked This Way Comes. Oh, yes. Okay. So this is Barry Adamson. Mm -hmm. He was originally the bassist for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, but he went on to work in um, creating soundtracks for cinema and Mm -hmm. worked with some pretty amazing directors. One of them was Enrico Morricone. Um, He then went on to record... Obviously, that genre suited him, and he went on to record lots and lots of music. It's instrumental again, um, but uh, soundtracks for imaginary films. And here is one of them. It's called Something Wicked This Way Comes. Man, I am totally digging this dude's mm, style. So good, isn't it? Can you imagine? He walks across the lobby, presses the button. There she is. Up they go. Music from films that don't really exist. Yeah. Nice could've, soundtrack to your life, Swan. Could have come straight out of the Thomas Crown Affair. That's Barry Adamson. Love him. Uh, John, yeah. I've just got one thing to say to you. And now it's time for... John, John I thought that might be it. There you go. <laughs> oh, you weren't surprised? Uh, smiling in painting is a kind of interesting thing, I reckon. You don't see very much of it. You don't see... well. When I say that, I'm talking about painting pre-mid-20th century. Uh, you don't see a lot of um, teeth in the mouth, people smiling with their, and showing off their teeth. Partly uh, because... Teeth they, are hard to paint. T- teeth were very bad in those days too. Yeah, a lot of people had bad teeth yeah. right. and teeth missing. Um, in fact... Uh, you couldn't have just painted a few in? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but people weren't used to looking at the smile and seeing the smile as mm. uh, as a person who's being kind of attractive. You know, mm-hmm. these days when we get photographed, everyone's quite happy to sort of well, most people perhaps smile, not, perhaps not Swanee, to mm. sort of let go a smile for the photograph. <laughs> I can't smile on cue. Not a chance. 
but uh, when photographs just are instant, you know, so mm. the smile, the photograph. Mm-hmm. But if uh, someone's painting someone and they're being asked to smile, if you smile and then try and hold it, it pretty quickly turns into a grimace. It absolutely does. You're right. Yeah. I was just thinking that all those those cheek muscles. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, if you've been laughing for a very long time, your face does get sore. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Thus, yeah. the Mona Lisa and well, her strange... More of a smirk than a smile. Yes. It's kind of a, a half, a, the beginning of a smile, perhaps, without, uh, without any display of the teeth. Um, it's interesting that there's a guy here. I'm just going to look at the I've got a screen. Hello, John's me. availing yeah. himself of some visual media. Uh, Viscount Palmerston. Oh, Palmerston oh. from yeah. Palmerston Crescent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was painted with a famous smirk. His smirk almost as famous the, as the Mona Lisa's. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And he was described as the, um, the most handsome man in London. Uh, apart from the fact that he only had about two or three teeth in his mouth, you know. So the teeth weren't considered part of someone's attractiveness, essentially. Until they so breathed on you. they weren't worth you. displaying in painting. Uh, but, of course, Caravaggio, who was the great sort of... Uh, Goodness the, me, I'm just going to say, Henry John Temple, Viscount Palmerston? Yes. Oh, that Is he handsome? handsome to me. No, no, look at him there. Give me a look. And he looks like a pretty ordinary fellow to me too, but that's yeah. the way he was described. Well, I know he's got striking features to me, the high cheekbones... The Widow's Peak. I've just Googled him, everybody. Caravaggio made a painting called Triumphant Eros, uh, which is an image of a, a boy with wings mm-hmm. um, who's uh, naked and uh, his legs akimbo, displaying his sex uh, nice way of openly. It. Yes. Uh, and the painting attracted a great amount of vitriol and complaint, not because of that part of the painting, but because he's smiling and showing his teeth. And enjoying himself. Well, it was considered bad form to show your teeth, essentially, it would seem. Well, I I think actually if you go back to the anthropological um, roots of what a smile is, a smile, it's it's showing deference, isn't it? No, other way around. Other way around, it's being aggressive. If you bare your teeth, you're being aggressive. That's right. And if you do that to a chimpanzee or a gorilla, you're in trouble. Don't smile at a chimpanzee. Or or a crocodile, what the hell. Just make it a golden rule in the animal kingdom. Don't smile at anything with fur and claws. Right. Okay. All right. I think that's an important health warning to listeners. The mid-20th century brings us to um, what we were talking about earlier, pop art and pop art um, brought with it a toothy smile, it would seem. Did it? Uh, What's a good example, John? Well, I don't oh. have an example in front of me, but uh, there's plenty of them. If you mm. look around pop art, you'll find toothy smiles all over the place. Yep. Um, Joseph, uh, uh, Bacon, yeah. what's his name? Oh, there were no, smile, no smiles in Bacon. Francis Bacon was famous for painting the Screaming Popes. And... Um, those screaming popes, mm-hmm. he claimed, the first one he painted, he was making an attempt at a laughing pope. And uh, everyone just read it as a screaming pope, and he quite liked it. Yeah. They're horrific it. pictures, aren't they? they are oh, they pictures. are. Yes, they're yeah. wonderful, but they're also... Scary. Yeah, yeah. really scary. 
And then uh, de Kooning came along, and uh, de Kooning, who was painting women, and his paint- these paintings are called Woman and then a Number, like, and I think they go from one all the way through to 20-something. Mm-hmm. And uh, a number of them have women sort of pinned out naked like frogs in biology classes and a smile from a glamour magazine sort of plastered onto the front of it, mm. you know. Oh. And horrible paintings. They're, I mean, they're... They're wonderful, but they're they're ghastly in their sort of message. I suppose he's either saying that uh, you know women deserve to be treated like that, or he's saying it's appalling that women are treated like that, one or the other. Right. No one's mm. quite sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The smile would suggest that um, no one knows. <laughs> well, no, it could be completely ironic. Mm. Smiling in pain. Yeah. Uh, or suffering. I don't yeah. know. Glamour magazines, of course, if they're going to be sort of uh, included in the pantheon of 20th century art, are guilty of lots of teeth showing. They most they, certainly are. And um, the Well, Americans, they're in now. Ever since uh, fluoride in the water, you can smile. Well, the Americans have, have invented the mouth full of white straight teeth. They have. It, it has migrated to Australia, I have to oh, yeah. point out. As my um, bank balance will attest. Right. Yeah, every kid has to go to the orthodontist, whether they need it or not. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And uh, I'm not sure that I uh, agree with the Americans, and I might be more inclined to agree with the agree with the Renaissance. You know, sort of, I, you know, keep your teeth to yourself. <laughs> Sally. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> it would certainly sort of uh, downgrade any majesty that was meant to be attached to the figure, and often these were heroic or royal types, weren't they? Uh, the painting of them. Mm. Yeah, and uh, you know, you you spoil a. An, a portrait by making it smile, that's for sure. It would but look smiling like portraits are not comfortable on the wall. Yeah. You know, people... It's a smirk at most, but a very serious look is normally what's required of a sitter in a portrait. Can you yeah. see the teeth of the Laughing Cavalier? No. I don't know. You mm. just try and have your passport photo taken and smile. Well, you're not allowed they to, They don't of let course. you. Oh, don't they? No, they no. hark back to those they good old days. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. All right, have you quit grinning, John? Are you happy with yep. um, your presentation? Um, well, this song, Sally, you're, you're telling me all about it's called Coming Down. You see, yes, it yes. is. This is Jackie Shane, and she was a leading light in Toronto in, in the 1960s mm-hmm. soul and R&B scene. She was also an early pioneer of the transgender scene there presenting on stage as a man initially in drag earlier in her career and then years later emerging as a transgender woman um, at a time when such things required a lot of bravery. So here she is with, as you said, been a groovy day today. I was doing the mashed potato drumming on the desk then. Yeah, you're very good at it, Swan, I have to say. Oh, I've made a bit of a mistake, haven't I? No, you haven't. Don't you say hark? Yeah, I do. The news. David Wright's exhibition of prints and paintings is on at Everywhen Gallery in Flinders until July the 2nd, and there is an artist talk with him on there this afternoon, Sunday the 23rd of June. Uh, check in with McCulloch and McCulloch on the website to either book for that or find out the details. It's on at 2 o'clock, I think. Everywhen, I like that. Mm. It's a bit Buddhist, isn't it, John? It is. Crumpism. Yeah. Dissident Objects and Subversive Forms shows work from 17 contemporary Australian artists who utilise craft 
for political intent. Crikey. Got up the MPRG until July the 21st, and it's a great exercise in softening those borders between craft and fine art, I think. Yeah, the unity of opposites once more. Mm. Soft and hard. All right, the NGV, a.k.a. headquarters, is offering an early bird access for all visitors during the July school holidays to Terracotta Warriors. Guardian, oh, do I have to read all this? No, no, no. no. They're the guard, apparently, they're the guardians of immortality. Yes, yes, yeah. they are. Um, and they also, the NGV, are also asking for um, the public to donate some funds towards them to help them acquire the Murmurations, which is the exhibition, which is the uh, piece of something like 20,000 terracotta birds, ceramic birds that are hanging in there. It's part of an artwork of Chai Guo Chang. I'm go- not going to say his name. No, properly. I can pronounce that. Sai Guo Chang. How did you say it, John? Sai Guo Chang. Yes, Sai Guo Chang. John saw it. They're fabulous. Yes, yes, the it is. Porcelain birds. Yes, so they're mm. looking for funds. They'd actually like to acquire that piece as a permanent ex- uh, piece. Well, I'm glad they're held. looking to acquire mm. something. When was the last time the NGV acquired a contemporary painting, do you think? Not sure. A long time. Was not, it, is it? not since Rembrandt. They used to, used to be able to go to shows around Melbourne, painting shows, yeah. and uh, if the shows were good... There would be a uh, an acquisition by the NGV as part of it. You know, oh, and does that not happen very often? I anymore? haven't seen it for years. Right now, John. Now that you're on your soapbox, did you want to talk about your coming show? Oh yes. At uh, James Macon Gallery. Yes. And uh, they've just got some paintings of mine in the foyer, essentially, essentially seven paintings. Oh, that's that. That's good. And uh, they're up there in order to. Let people know that I've joined that gallery. Yes, to proclaim the John Bairdism of their new... Of yeah. Yeah, John stable. Baird's here and he's left They us. even painted he's the walls, Swan. Wow. wow. You're, you're roller-worthy. A kind of slate grey, which is rather nice. Yep. Now, open house is coming up in... Uh, at, uh, in, at the end of July, so mm-hmm. we'll probably be talking about that over the next couple of weeks. But uh, really, um, I think... Uh, yeah, what about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what does I, that mean? Uh, open? Well, open houses where they show uh, over the course of a weekend a whole lot of public buildings and some private buildings mm-hmm. are opened for the public to go through them in an op- in a in an attempt to create some discourse on architecture in the city. So they can come to my house if they want. Yeah, well, you've done a great job there. Hey, if you've just tuned in, you've missed Arts About. But yes. You can hear the repeat on Wednesdays at twelve. Arts About's available on air, streaming from the station website or the RWP phone app. And there's also a podcast of the show which is available from our Facebook page. We'll put links on that Facebook page to lots of the things that we've been talking about. Um, And everybody will be back again same time next week, 11am on Sunday. And remember, we may not know everything about art. But we know what we know. We like and we know, uh, well, I like listening to... Russian cosmonauts yeah. admirers of yours Was it, are they still yeah. cosmonauts I don't know are they like still there Russian, it's a Russian word isn't it all I know is he's a red blooded man would you burn up if you jumped out of the space station I think something ghastly would definitely happen I don't forget what's